0: All right. Hey, everybody. Very happy Sunday evening to you. It's good to see y'all. As you know, this week's teaching is a part two. Right. Last week, we started looking at is attack possible. And today we're going to continue with that message. I will share my screen. And this is, this is where we are at in the message. Um, one of the things that we were told before in this message is that uh, love is giving through spirit to spirit that which spirit requests and love is not attack. <laughs> and what we talked about was the fact that You know, through our way of being, through our attention, through what we want, through our desires, we're really only desiring one of two things. Uh, We're either desiring really truth or not truth, which I think last week I called the perception of separation, right? Truth or the perception of separation. And so, what this is saying when it says love is giving through spirit to spirit that which spirit requests it's saying that if our way of being our way of you know, the, the types of thoughts we give our attention to the types of wanting that we have uh, you know whether we're trying to control things manipulate things avoid things obtain things you know, just based on everything that we are doing with our way of being if we happen to be requesting the perception of separation through our way of being and then someone attacks us or we see attack somewhere in our awareness that actually that is love and love is not attack it is love because we requested through spirit or through consciousness the perception of separation And the perception of separation is definitely given through the perception of attack, right? So it's an answer to a prayer. Um, And then, of course, we were recommended that, you know, to turn that over because really what we want is true perception. In order to see love's reflection through true perception, you must be willing to let go of all perception of attack. Because even though attack is love, attack comes to teach separation, which is false perception. So if we want true perception, which means we want to know our oneness, we have to let go of the perception of attack. And so then we were told, when you believe you are attacking or have attacked someone, you're completely wrong, again, because that was actually love. but. Give the misperception to me so that you can see differently. And one of the things we talked about that's really important about this and and really what we're going into today. First of all, uh, this isn't intended as an excuse. Right. It isn't intended as, you know, I can just go scream at everyone and yell at everyone and say, well, you must have wanted it because otherwise I couldn't have done it. There is a truth to that. Don't get me wrong. But What that's going to do is keep us stuck in the perception of separation. That's why it's just not helpful because I think the reason we're all here is because we want truth, right? So if we're using this teaching as an excuse, we're not in harmony with what we really want, right? So if we're still, again, just going around and and being rude to people and attacking to people and then saying, well, they must've wanted it. Uh, we're doing a disservice to ourselves. What we really want is we want our perception healed from the perception of separation, which is false perception to the perception of oneness, which is true perception. And so what we're asked to do is we're asked to give our perception to Holy Spirit and then really ask for Holy Spirit's guidance. You know, so the way that I used to do this, you know, um, One person that I commonly attacked, again, only with words. I never beat her or anything. But one person that I commonly attacked was my daughter. And so I would, you know, first let go of the guilt. I would practice rest, accept, and trust with the guilt because there was always a lot of guilt with that. But then I would journal on it. You know, and I would do things like ask Holy Spirit a very open question. Because I always... It's, it's really good to ask Holy Spirit really open questions, because then it can answer you in any way that's most helpful. When you frame too specific of a question, you can actually be limiting the answer that you'll receive, believe it or not. So I would ask a very open question like, what do you want me to see in this? Right? What do you want me to see in this? And what this allowed Holy Spirit to do uh, was to point out for me, for example, the thought that I was believing at the time that caused me to attack. Uh, Holy Spirit was able to help me see situations differently. Holy Spirit was able to refocus me on my true desire. So although I did, quote, attack, because I turned the entire thing over to Holy Spirit, I was able to learn from it. For example, uh, one thought that was very persistent in my mind for some reason that led me to yell at Jasmine back in the days when I used to do this. There was this thought: she doesn't respect me. And then right was on the heels of that. Heels of that, just not even said. It was more assumed within. She doesn't respect me. Was that she's supposed to, right? She first she doesn't respect me second she's supposed to. Do you know both of those thoughts were wrong? One it wasn't that she didn't respect me it's just like she's with like everybody else she wanted her way. <laughs> That's completely different. She doesn't respect me was my interpretation because I wanted her to do things my way. She wanted to do things her way. She's just being a normal person, right? <laughs> Secondly, even if it was that she didn't respect me, which wasn't the case, has never been the case in our relationship. That was completely made up in my mind. Uh, But uh, even if she didn't respect me, where's this rule written in stone that that she's supposed to? That's a a made up human rule, right? That's not actually, I know it's in the 10 commandments, but it's not actually a true rule it's a made up rule. So Holy Spirit would show me these things. And as Holy Spirit showed me these things, then the next time a situation arose very similar, you know, to the one that had gotten me angry before, I could look at it differently. And in fact, I'll tell you how this ended up playing out in my mind. I was through, you know, with being the screaming mom, you know, pretty much by the time Jasmine was in third grade, there were still a couple every now and then, like maybe every you know, six months, nine months, I'd blow up. And then, you know, but it used to be like constant, right? So (laughs) it really slowed down by the time she was in third grade. Um, But as she was going through what tend to be the most difficult years, like age 12, age 13, age 14, age 15. uh, And she acted like a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old. You know how I saw it? She's acting like a 12-year-old. She's acting like a 13 year old. It was very, you know, there was no trigger in it. This is the way kids that age act, you know? Uh, And I was able to be very clearly guided on how to be with her each time in each each circumstance. So the point is, if I had just used this as an excuse, well, if I screamed at you, you must've wanted it. Do you see how it would have been a disservice to me? I would never have seen clearly. You see? So... Even though there's a truth to the fact that if we attack someone, you know, again, it's a part of this entire energy that's running around in our oneness, where most people want the experience of separation. As a spiritual student, to use that as an excuse for my own behavior is a disservice to myself, because I no longer want the perception of separation. And where does that need to
1: change? Here, right?
0: Here. So when you believe you are attacking or have attacked, you are completely wrong. But Then give this misperception to me that you may see differently, you know, sit down, practice journaling, Ask Holy Spirit, inner wisdom, what do I need to see in this? What do I have to learn in this? What would you like to share with me about this? A very, very open question. Again, when you believe you are attacked, you are 100% wrong. Give this misperception to me that you may see differently. Same type of thing. Go in and journal with Holy Spirit on your perception. And how can you see this differently? When you believe you see one attacking another, you are believing and attack yourself. Give this misperception to me that you may see differently. And remember, that's how this whole message started to come. This whole message didn't come because I was attacking someone or because someone was attacking me. This whole message came because I saw two people, uh, you know, in this case, particularly John Mundy and Gary Renard, having this exchange about whether... Gary was a true teacher or a fake or not. And then I saw dozens of people writing their posts, their opinions on this, claiming either that John attacked Gary or Gary attacked John. So I directly wasn't even involved in this. But I took this to Holy Spirit, and that's how this message came. That's how all this clarity came. Just because I had the perception of attack. And so, and again, I told you all that I kept, every time I saw the word attack in a post, I'd hear no, no. And this really brought up my curiosity. What are these no's about? Um, But I saw an attack out there. And so I went and asked for guidance. And that's how this entire message came. So the key here is whenever you see attack, no matter which one of these forms you're attacking, someone's attacking you, or you just see attack out there somewhere, it is a misperception. Right. If if you had clarity, you would see this differently. So since you're seeing attack, give it to me, give it to Holy Spirit. Ask, what can I learn from this? What do you want to show me? You know, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Now, where we
0: were last week was the la- I think the last paragraph I read was this one that says miracles are never under conscious control because giving is never under conscious control. And I I told you all that really what this means, whether we're talking about what we would perceive as a miracle um, or whether we're talking about what we would perceive as an attack, it actually doesn't matter. These things are never conscious. I mean, I may be consciously angry at someone because, you know, angry at Jasmine because she doesn't respect me and she's supposed to, right? Because I'm believing these false thoughts and I may be consciously angry at her and that's why I'm screaming at her, but I am not conscious that I'm sharing the perception of separation, right? What's really going on is not conscious. And that's why, of course, a miracle says you're never upset for the reason you think. Okay, and and, and the same thing would be true if I would happen to say something to somebody that, uh, you know, like, let's say they have this confusion in their mind and they've been praying to Holy Spirit for guidance. I don't even know they've been doing this. I happen to say something to them that's like, bingo, like, that's it. You know, that's it. I didn't do that on purpose right? I'm just being in the way that I'm being. That sentence came out of my mouth and it was the exact sentence they needed to hear. So what this is saying is all true giving, and this includes both the giving that gives the perception of separation and the giving that is pointing towards truth. All true giving happens. It's not consciously chosen giving right? And this is where we ended up last week when I said, this really points to the fact that we are not the doers. We think we're the doer, but we're not the doer. This stuff is all happening at another level. And then the mind really thought is coming in, making up stories about what we're doing, interpreting what we're doing, right? Given the causes to what we're doing. So that's where we left off last week. So that was kind of a review up to this point. And so now what I'll do is um, jump into the message and we'll continue forward from here. We got ourselves back into the groove, which is always nice. So we're starting with this paragraph.
1: When you do something,
0: you may think. I am doing this because of this or that. Like I am yelling at Jasmine because she does not respect me, right? When you do something, you may think, I am doing this because of this or that. Know that whatever you think after you think because of is not true. The only reason you do anything is because you are guided to do it by your thoughts, which come to you from your spirit. And another word that we commonly use here now is consciousness, which come to you from consciousness. All that you do, you do because you are guided to do it. You can never do anything independent of guidance. This is why you are innocent. Now, guidance here does not mean guidance by the Holy Spirit. What this really means is that the level of human experience, we're puppets, we're nothing but puppets. And so why did I get mad at Jasmine? Not because she didn't respect me, because a thought came into the mind that she didn't respect me. Do you see the difference? I did not get angry at Jasmine for not respecting me. I got angry at Jasmine because a thought came in the mind that said, she doesn't respect me. And then there's that little embedded and she's supposed to. So what really made me get angry? Was it Jasmine or was it a thought?
1: And where did the thought come from? Where did that
0: thought come from? Right. This is saying it came from not Holy spirit, but. Spirit, from consciousness, from our oneness. It came from the desire in our oneness to experience separation.
1: Think about that. So
0: I think I'm operating on my will, my desire to have a daughter who respects me. <laughs> I'm just a puppet to the thought that came into the mind that I believed.
1: That's what this is saying. You're just a puppet to these thoughts.
0: There's no independent will here. You know, I love the way it's described in um, The Heart. I think it's The Heart of the Buddhist Teaching by Thich Nhat Hanh. He uses the term um, interdependent co-arising. Interdependent means everything is interdependent. And this moment is co-arising out of that interdependence. That includes everything, including the thought that showed up in my mind.
1: So I don't have any independence. Independence which is the belief in separation. I have zero independence.
0: In order to have independence, I would have to be able to carve, create my own thoughts. None of us have ever created a thought, ever. They appear. And anybody that spent any time in meditation watching
1: this knows this is a fact.
0: I don't have independence. I've never had independence. That's why we call it the belief in separation. Right? And that's also why we say that's a false perception. It's not true. So, you know... Thoughts may come into my mind and they're saying, well, I got angry at her because she didn't respect me and we've been through this before. And, you know, she should be learning by now. And you know what? That's not why I got angry. I got angry because the thought came into the mind. I gave it attention and now everything that's coming out of my mouth, just more thoughts. Even what I'm saying, even my because of is just me reading a script That's coming into the mind and not recognizing it's merely a script. So that's what this is trying to tell us you know, that what's really going on here is there's oneness. And within that oneness, there's a wish for the experience of separation. And that's creating a lot of manifestations an important aspect of, which is thought. And that when the thought comes in and we give attention to the thought, we speak that thought, we act that thought, we feel, feel that thought, we live that thought. And we think all these other things are going on. Well, this is why that was supposed to happen. She should have done this. And we're not recognizing that we're just reading off this little, uh, what's the things that the presidents read off of? What that? What's that thing called? Anybody know that screen they read off of when they're reading their speeches? As long as they're not out of living. Anyway, we're teleprompter. teleprompter. <laughs> Thank you. We're just reading off
1: of a teleprompter. That's all we're doing. So that's what this is saying. And you know
0: what? We can't ad lib. Anything that we would ad lib off of the teleprompter still came up on the teleprompter. You can't be separate from this whole thing. That, again, is why there's no such thing as attack. In order for there to be real attack, there would have to be separate, independent people. There are no separate, independent
1: people. But what's really important
0: here is this also says, this is why you're innocent. Now, you know, one thing that some of us, if not all of us have trouble with is if we do attack someone, you know, again, hopefully verbally, but if we do attack someone, you know, like I told you, when I attacked my daughter, then I would have all this guilt that would come up. Well, this is telling us that even the guilt is a false perception. Because you can never do anything independent of guidance again, not necessarily mean right-minded guidance, but it's that teleprompter. You can never do anything independent of guidance. This is why you're innocent. So why this is important. Again, I don't want to use this as an excuse, but it is important that I let go of guilt because guilt is an egoic energy, a lower vibrational energy that keeps you mired in the ego. It's kind of like you're in quicksand. Guilt is like Egoic quicksand. So, if you're going to see things differently, and if you're going to start rising up to true perception, you do have to let go of guilt, no matter what you just did, no matter what you just did. Right. I don't care how rude, how mean, how, you know, (laughs) cruel it seemed to be. If you're going to rise up, Into true perception, go to spirit, find out how how you can see differently and embrace that teaching and that healing. You have to let go of guilt. And so it's important to know that no matter what you just did, you're still innocent. You were just being the words again that they use in the East, the words they use is ignorant. You were ignorantly following the teleprompter in the mind. And NTI says that um, ignorance is not guilt. Ignorance is a call for healing. So the fact that you just said this really rude thing to to these people, to somebody, doesn't mean that you're guilty. It means that you ignorantly follow the teleprompter and you need to go to Holy Spirit and ask how you can see this differently. That's what it means.
1: It's a call for learning.
0: So when you do something, you may think, I am doing this because of this or that. Know that whatever you think after you think because of is not true. The only reason you do anything is because you are guided to do it by your thoughts, which come to you from your spirit. All that you do, you do because you are guided to do it. You can never do Anything independent of guidance. This is why you are innocent. Yet, I teach that you have a choice about what you will do and how you will feel. And this is also true. This is true because you get to request through spirit the experiences that shall be given you. You make this request through choosing which thoughts to believe. Or to accept. Now, this particular message came to me in November of 2006. It's actually a fairly early message in my own personal history on the spiritual path. Um, what came later? Well, actually, only a year later. Even though to me it seems like a million years later, <laughs> it seems it's so funny. It seems like a million years later because I went through so much in such a short time. But really only a year later, I believe, I believe it was the fall of 2007 when the message of the code came. And in fact, just last week, I posted um, excerpts from the message of the code on YouTube in the RDA early teachings playlist. So you can go and listen to those if you want to. But what the code taught that was not yet being taught here, but this was moving in that direction, right? Right. What the code taught is that the teleprompter, the script that comes into the mind, does have multiple options. So this is why you have choice. Again, you can't do anything independently. But if the thought comes into the mind, you know, she doesn't respect me, right? And then there's also this thought that says, take a deep breath you can actually choose the take a deep breath thought because it was there too. And what the code teaches is that as you choose these higher options, whatever the higher option is, you actually raise up in vibration. It says that consciousness has multiple layers of vibration. And as you raise up in vibration, then another higher vibration option may come in. And then if you choose that, You raise up in vibration and another higher vibration will come in, another higher vibration thought. Kind of reminds me of climbing the ladder to heaven, right? Climbing a ladder. Now, of course, if I choose the lower vibration thought, I start going down in vibration, which is why you get angrier and angrier and angrier, right? You're going down. So what what Holy Spirit is saying to me in this message, but not completely because the rest of the story did not come for another year is that there's these different vibrational options and I have a choice. So one of the most important things for any spiritual student, one of the most important things for any spiritual student is to learn to pause. Pause and look at the options. Because the ego option is typically in the beginning, especially much louder, much more in the foreground. The Holy Spirit is often referred to as the still quiet voice, which means in order to even notice the other option,
1: you have to be a conscious puppet, right? You have to pause, see what your options are, pick the one that feels highest, and then live from that.
0: And again, if you want to go learn more about the code, just go to the RDA early teachings playlist. I just posted them last week. In fact, it's so funny. I was up all night long posting them. I couldn't even sleep. I don't know if somebody out there needed it or what, because, you know, I usually sleep and I just all night long, I was posting, posting um, excerpts of the code. So I thought, well, somebody must need this right now (laughs) because I can't, because I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And people were watching it right then, right in the middle of the night. I think that there were about four people. Every time I'd post one, immediately it would get four views. So there were four people up in the middle of the night watching them. So maybe all four of them needed it. I don't really know. But um, anyway, they're out there if you want to go pay attention to them. So going back to going back to this message. I teach... That you have a choice about what you will do and how you will feel. And this is also true. This is true because you get to request through spirit, the experiences that shall be given you. You make this request through choosing which thoughts to believe or accept. So we know that making those higher choices, right? That's how we start asking for true perception. I mean, why would I choose? Okay, breathe. Instead of, damn it, you're supposed to respect me unless I have a purpose to see more clearly, to have more clarity, right? So because I have a purpose to have more clarity, I'm choosing the highest thought I can find, which means I'm really sending a request out to our spirit, send me more thoughts that are going to help me see more clearly. So it's my way of being.
1: That's really affecting my experience. And another thing about these higher, lower
0: thoughts, no matter where you are in consciousness, let's just pretend for a moment. I don't think any of you guys are here, but let's just pretend for a moment that you're on the lowest rung of the ladder. And some of you may have been there in this lifetime, right? Let's pretend like you're on the lowest rung of the ladder. Some of you may even be able to remember this. How come you're not on the lowest rung of the ladder anymore? You know, you were a drunk, you were a drug addict, you were whatever, right? I mean, and you were hurting. How come you aren't anymore? Because one day you actually started paying attention to higher vibrational thoughts. May have been something like, I need help.
1: Right? And you started climbing up out of that
0: because you started listening to those thoughts finally. My point is, no matter where you are, you could be on the lowest rung of the ladder. There is always a higher vibrational option.
1: Always. And you're
0: always free to choose those options. And interestingly, as you raise in consciousness, the lower vibrational options start getting weaker, therefore they you're not as attracted to them they start coming fewer and farther between and pretty soon they're just like static i mean like they have they just they're there you can still see it go by but there's just nothing in you that is being pulled towards that static and again they're much fewer right they have no pull so as you take the choose these higher vibrational options You go up, 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 until you really get above their vibration, the lower vibration thoughts. You're above their vibration, and therefore they don't really have an effect on you anymore. And that's what
1: we call true perception. True perception is
0: living from the highest vibrations in consciousness, seeing things with clarity, Now, interestingly, this is still not awakening. This would be more like the second principle of God, the highest level of consciousness. Awakening is beyond consciousness entirely. The first principle, right? But as far as I know, and as far as anybody that I've read knows, everyone who awakens first goes to that experience of true perception. It's like that experience of true perception is some kind of a preparation ground for truth. So we go from false perception to true perception to truth. So whenever you're choosing those higher vibrational options as they show up in the mind, you are moving your way towards true perception, which is where you want to be so that awakening can come. If you accept that you are attacking being attacked or seeing attack, you will have the experience of attack because you have requested it through your perception. What you ask for is given you always. So this is where things like watching the news, we have to be very, very careful. Even if your life is a fairly peaceful life, uh, you can sit down and watch the news and still see some attack. I saw There was a shooting in Sacramento today, for example. Now, what you want to pay attention in yourself, if you want true perception instead of separation, I mean, right? What you want to pay attention to in yourself is those ideas in you that's perceiving this as an attack, you know, a bad guy, innocent victims. All these kinds of thoughts are the perception of separation. So when you notice yourself seeing this way, when you notice yourself watching what's going on in the Ukraine or watching the shootings that go on in the U.S. or um, you know somebody recently, I was surprised to see this in my neighborhood, but somebody just in the last week painted on one of my neighbor's fences spick and then drew a swastika.
1: Um, so when you see these types of things, what you want to do immediately is see what's going on in
0: you. And if you notice, and obviously, honesty is always important, always important, always important. But if you notice you're perceiving attack in any way, you want to go to Holy Spirit and ask for help.
1: What can you show me about this? What do I
0: need to see in my mind? What can I learn from this? In my humble opinion, and of course, All teachers speak from their own path. None of us can do anything different. So when I talk to you, I'm going to talk to you from my path. But my path has been one of going to Holy Spirit and asking. That's what I did. And when I asked, I got answers. And one step at a time, I was led out of, you know, true false perception into pretty clear true perception one step at a time and so that's what i recommend because that's what i know that worked right so you just go back and you ask now sometimes people want to know well how do you see these things when you see uh, with true perception the honest answer is the way that you see the world is that it's kind of In a cycle, in fact, I believe that cycle was given to me also. The cycle that was given to me was what I think, I I see or perceive, what I perceive, I experience, what I experience, I think. And it just keeps going around, going around, going around. The world is caught in that. That's not just at the quote individual level. That's at the macro level. So what you see happening
1: in the world is what has always happened in the world. And it just
0: keeps happening because everybody's still sharing these separation thoughts. You know, just like with the pandemic, I don't know if I said this to you guys, I said it to somebody recently, but you know, so many people that I talked to when this COVID pandemic came, were so shocked that there was a pandemic. I'm like, but there've been pandemics before. This isn't the first one. You know there was a pandemic at the at the turn of the century, at the twentieth century, right? And in fact, if you look it up, it was worse than this one, right? Much worse. This pandemic was little compared to that one. In Jesus's time, do you know what the pan? There was a pandemic in Jesus's time. They called it leprosy, right? <laughs> That was a pandemic in Jesus's time. I know you guys have heard about like the bubonic plague when that was a pandemic. None of this stuff is new. You know, now we have um, Putin, who it appears um, wants to expand the empire, you know, the the Russian empire again, make it more like the Soviet Union. Let's see, have we ever had people who wanted to expand their empires before in this world? Uh, Yeah. In fact, the British, which is really the the father of our country, had a huge empire once upon a time, you know? Uh, Yeah, see, that's how you see when you see with true perception. It's just happening again. It's just happening again. That's what's going on. There's nothing new here. It's just repeating itself what I think, I see, what I see, I experience, what I experience, I think, and the world is caught in that loop. But our job as spiritual students is to learn how to step out of that loop. So for example, when I sit down to watch the news, if I notice I'm getting all involved in pandemic thoughts or getting all involved in war thoughts or getting all involved in racist, racial things or, um, you know, any issue, pick an issue, pick an issue, pick an issue. If I'm getting involved in it, I'm in the loop. I'm a part of making those appearances. And this is really a big part of what the Tao Te Ching is all about, although people have trouble reading it. But this is really what it's about. And I love this one verse in the Tao Te Ching that says, when the foolish man reads the Tao or hears the Tao, he laughs out loud, which means, you know, let's pick an issue. I'll pick racism because if I was um, still listening to my involved mind, that would be very important to me for, for some reason. I don't know why. I know I'm a white girl, and white girls aren't supposed to care as much. But that's always ever since I was young. Believe it or not, I wished I was a black man. Isn't that funny? Um, so that would be very important to me. So, if something's happening out there where it seems like a racial inequity, you know, like like this thing on my fence in the neighborhood the other day, you know, where somebody wrote "spick" and drew a swash ticket, that's the kind of thing that would really upset the old Regina. So if something like this is happening and now I want to get involved somehow, I want to find out who did this, I want to create some kind of love community in my neighborhood and we don't put up with this kind of thing and all that kind of stuff. What I don't realize is I'm playing the game. I think I'm creating peace.
1: I think I'm creating equality. What I'm really creating is separation. My job now, the way I see it, when I see things like that, is to have compassion
0: for the world. I have compassion for everyone that's still in the what I think I see, what I see I experience, what I experience I think loop. And you don't have to go far to find spiritual teachings that talk about. Letting go of all of your positions, right? All of your opinions. Robert Adams said, um, gosh, if I could remember, oh, point of, he used the word point of view. He said, every point of view is a wrong
1: point of view. Every point of view is a wrong point of view. Why? Because every point of view is playing
0: the game. Every point of view, it doesn't matter which side you're on, is what I think, I see, what I see, I experience, what I experience, I think, going round and round and round again. Uh, Ramana Maharshi says, and of course in miracles also says, but Ramana Maharshi says that... um, The greatest service you can render the world is your own self-realization.
1: In other words, take yourself out of it. Stop being a part of what's playing the game. Because playing the game is what's creating the appearances.
0: So you start looking at your own perceptions. You don't lie. You never lie. You never lie because lying is never good. You look at your own perceptions. You notice you're upset about this swastika painted in your neighborhood, right? You Never seen this in your neighborhood before, right? You're, worried. you're upset about this. You go, maybe you need to rest, accept, and trust first, but you go to spirit. That's what you do. You go to spirit. You say, I notice I am very upset. I used, to, I mean, I would start off when I write to Spirit telling Spirit exactly what I'm feeling. I always, you know, like Spirit was a best friend. You know, I am really pissed off. I, you know, I noticed that somebody would put a swastika on, on a neighbor's fence. I, you know, I can just see these, what, what do we call them now? The skinheads moving into my neighborhood. I don't want those kind of people in my neighborhood and blah, 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 blah. blah. I'd write it all down. And then I'd say, but I'm willing to see differently.
1: Spirit, what will you tell me? See, there's no denial in that.
0: I'm I'm, I'm sharing everything with spirit and then asking spirit to help me see differently. Otherwise, we stay stuck in the perception of separation, stuck in the perception of attack, stuck in the lower vibrations. And we never genuinely get to true perception. So if you accept that you are attacking, being attacked or seen attacked, you will have the experience of attack. Because you have requested it through your perception. What you ask for is given you always. If you see the temptation or the opportunity to perceive attack, but you choose to let that opportunity pass you, pass you by, by refusing to accept the perception, you request the miracle. So when you go to spirit and say, spirit, I want to see this differently. What can you share with me? You are requesting the miracle. Now it says the miracle is not really a miracle at all. It's only a truer way of perceiving, which is seeing that there is no attack because there is only love. Watch your mind for your perceptions. Ask yourself, what do I truly want to experience now? And again, the easiest way to do this is to remember there's only two choices. Don't get confused, like just stay with what do I truly want to experience now? Truth or separation, oneness or separation, love or attack, right? Keep it real simple. Look at the two options. You know, um, Michael Langford in his book, The Most Direct Means to Eternal Bliss calls them option A and option B, right? Just two options. What do I want? Two options. What do I want? and you'll know which one you want. It's not hard. So watch your mind for your perceptions. Ask yourself, what do I truly want to experience right now? As you ask this question, you make a conscious decision about how to see. The answer to your request is delivered through spirit, which is not conscious, but is always exactly that which you honestly requested. And again, maybe when I sat up all night long, posting the code the other night, it's because somebody was making a request for clarity and their answer was in that video and they just happened to be there to watch it. And so I had to stay up all night posting, <laughs> posting excerpts of the code, right? You never know, you never know. But let me just tell you the
1: rest of this story, meaning
0: the personal story. Because I told you guys that, um, you know, I was watching these posts where people were saying, Gary. And so at first they were saying, John, attack Gary. And then Gary, well, Gary attack John back and blah, 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 blah. And then I sat down and I asked, is attack possible? And that's when this clarity came, which hopefully you agree with me. It's really, it's clarity. It's incredible. Well, after this clarity came, as was my habit in the day, Uh, I went and typed it up. And at that time, I was posting every message I received from Spirit on two different Yahoo groups, the Peace of God and the Disappearance of the Universe. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Disappearance of the Universe was Gary Renard's group. The Peace of God was David Fishman's group. So I typed up this message, which in a way is my second time going through it for the day. First, I hear it and write it. Then I type it and post it. Now, I happened to have a, t- a 10 o'clock teaching that day in uh, ACIM Gather. This was before Awakening Together. And so when I taught that morning, I taught the message that I'd received that morning. That's my third time going through it. After I uh, taught the message, I went and took a shower. And when I got out of the shower, I had a message from David Fishman saying, he was going to replay my teaching. I should come and listen, which was really funny because I taught in ACM Gather about five times a week and he had never done that before. he never said, hey, I'm going to read. He had replayed my teachings before, don't get me wrong. But he'd never called and said, you should come listen. <laughs> so I don't know why he did it. It was some of this unconscious love, as you'll see as the story goes on. So I thought, well, if David's going to ask me to listen, I'm going to listen. So I went and listened. That was my fourth time with the message that day. Shortly
1: after um, listening to it, I got an email uh, from a spiritual teacher who was very upset with the message we just went through.
0: That teacher uh, was, wrote to the people who moderated his group and CC'd me. And what he told the people who moderated his group was that I was nothing but a wannabe, that I was making up all of this clarity, that I wanted to be a famous teacher, and they were not to approve any of my posts ever again. Now, I knew this teacher. I knew what he looked like. So when I read that email, I could just see his face in my imagination, right? Just see his face, just see him all angry. And for at first, I felt really attacked. And then the higher option came in, the memory of the message, the message I'd written that morning, typed up and posted, taught, and then listened to again. What came into my mind was love is giving through spirit to spirit, that which spirit requests. And I went, I swear to God, I mean, I didn't do this physically, but inside I was like, oh, my God.
1: This is my opportunity to choose differently.
0: This is my opportunity to see this as just the unconscious giving instead of attack. And when I did, his face in my mind changed from the scrunched up face to him in a tuxedo, standing there with a silver tray, offering me the opportunity to accept the atonement for myself. And that's the choice I chose.
1: That's a true story. So you see, you can choose your perception. So is attack possible? No. Does the appearance
0: appear? Yes. But it appears because almost everybody, the vast majority of the world, including still most spiritual students, still want to believe in
1: independence and separation. And attack teaches that lesson perfectly doesn't it? But that's why we have to ask, what do I want?
0: And remember, there's only two options. I'm not choosing among a myriad of things that I could have. I'm choosing between two things. And how you word that is up to you. I would say word it in whatever way is most impactful for you. Truth or illusion, false perception or true perception, ego or God right? Attack or love. And just ask yourself, which one do I want? Like I said, you know the answer. Wouldn't be sitting here with me if you didn't know the answer. And then look for the options in your mind that are pointing in that direction. And sometimes it is just breathe. Sometimes that's, I mean, so many times that was the first right-minded option I picked, right? In a certain circumstance, breathe. Then another right-minded option came in because I picked the breathe, right? So sometimes they're, they're very simple. And try going to spirit if you haven't. Try going to spirit, tell spirit how you see, what you believe, right? And then say, but I am willing to see that I am completely wrong. What do you have to share with me? And let Spirit start teaching you one step
1: at a time. And see where you go. See where it takes you.
0: So let me ask you guys this question. I could pick a different topic for next week, or we could have another just answering questions thing if you guys want to talk more about this. So um, what do you want me to do next week? Move on to something else? Or do you want to hang out with this a little more? Let you ask questions, have discussion. Go ahead and just type in the chat, maybe, what you'd like me to do for next week. Okay, it looks like it looks like uh, do, I do see another topic, uh, the majority of them, all the others, it looks like, or let's stay with this for one more week. So that's what I'm going to do. Now, I'm going to show up with nothing next week. All right. You're the ones that need to bring something to me. So what you want to do this week is contemplate this and find where your questions are. So I'm going to show up with nothing and then and then uh, we'll see what you guys want to do with this to just marinate a little more, look at a little more, find out where your confusion is, where you need clarity, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And then we'll move on to something else the week after that. All right. I love spending this time with y'all. It's lots of fun and I will see you next week. Bye.